This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to UBS Global Research Pod Hub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. I'm Michael Briest, Head of European Technology Research at UBS, and today I'm here with Annabelle Wilder from the UBS ESG team. In this episode, we're going to be taking a high-level look at the ESG ramifications of generative AI. We recently published a Q-series looking at how generative AI may affect different sectors. Sector teams drew their own conclusions on the impact and which companies would be more or less favourably exposed to the trend. In all, the sector analysts identified over 180 stocks globally that were positively or negatively exposed to the trend. Annabelle, welcome. What are the key ESG considerations for investors to consider in evaluating generative AI? Thanks, Michael. Uh, There are some really interesting ESG considerations around generative AI. Uh, I think one of them broadly is the potential rapid spread of misinformation, and that can come in two ways. So the generative AI models, uh, they ingest a bunch of information to be able to learn, and some of that information is just inaccurate. It's information that exists on the internet and it is inaccurate information. Uh, So then the answers that they're giving back to you, these AI tools, can be filled with some of that misinformation as well. So that can be wrong. The other part of the misinformation is what AI tools do, which is often, or not often, sometimes um, confabulate or hallucinate, which basically means that they're making stuff up. They're filling in the gaps. So these generative AI models uh, the way they answer your question or the, your prompt is giving you the statistically most likely next set of words. Uh, and sometimes they're just untrue. Um, so those two aspects of misinformation or inaccurate information, um, as, as you can imagine, can spread really, really, really quickly on mediums like social media. And we've seen, we've already seen that before, you know, pre-generative AI, but it's certainly possible with generative AI as well. The other large concern from our perspective is deep fake. Um, so that's when uh, you can be, your voice or your image can be replicated synthetically and it's really, really convincing. Um, so this is improving all the time, this technology, but we see that there could be a really significant market impact a result, as a result of this. Um, so for example, there could be a CEO or a company representative who's talking about um, inaccurate, and, and it's deep fake, and they're talking about inaccurate information about the company, but it looks really plausible. And that, we think, has the potential to cause uh, market movements. Um, similarly, if a really well-known investor is talking about, um, you know, is being deep faked and talking, and in the deep fake they're talking about divestments or investments in companies, we think that has the potential to move markets as well. Um, and then, kind of on a more um, on a more company-focused level, um, less kind of existentially, um, a couple of the considerations, a couple of the other ESG considerations are um, IP risk. So, um, when these generative AI models uh, are scraping the internet for uh, all the information that they train on, they're not then you know they're not including the uh, the license information along with that. So when they give you an answer, 
they could be giving you an answer that contains proprietary information or copyright information that they're not, and they're not telling you that when they're giving you that information. Um, so there is a risk of uh, using data that you, you shouldn't be using. Um, and the other aspect of that and the kind of flip side of that is um, the brand management perspective. So if you're a brand and you've copyrighted some things or you have, uh, for example, a watermark and you have a huge image repository, um, if that watermark ends up on, uh, on AI-generated images and, and videos and things like that, that could have implications for brand management because it's actually the image that's generated by AI or whatever it might be actually has nothing to do with your brand, but it looks like it does. Um, the other aspect there on a, on a more specific company level is bias. Um, you know, there are obvious societal implications for the existence and the, and the um, proliferation of bias, uh, but in AI, um, when companies are using AI systems and generative AI systems that have, Im that have bias embedded in them, um, there's the additional potential litigation risk there. What is the status of regulation today and what do you anticipate may come in future? So regulation is a really tricky one. Um, globally, there's been a lot of talk about regulating generative AI. Um, the thing is, you know, AI is already out there, it already exists. Generative AI, we've seen the progress it's made and the, it still hasn't been regulated yet. So we're still waiting on that. And the thing with regulation, as is the case here, it's always going to be kind of a step behind or, or on the back foot a little bit because often it is a reaction to what's going on. Um, and in this case, it certainly is. So uh, we, I, we think there will be some regulation coming in. Um, I think it'll just be really, really tricky to regulate. Uh, there'll be AI tools that certainly comply with the regulation, but, but the difficulty here, especially in the context with deepfakes and any malicious actors, is that the malicious actors, are, they're always going to be malicious actors that fly under the radar of the regulation. So I think it's going to be really, really tricky uh, to contain. It's also a really, really complex tool and technology and I mean, I don't think anybody understands it perfectly yet, so that, that, that in itself makes it really, really difficult to regulate effectively. With the potential for AI to automate many jobs in part or in full, what are the implications for society? So the job loss estimates are quite high. It kind of remains to be seen, the, sp the speed that that might happen. But if, if what's been estimated will go ahead, which is it's estimated in the tens of millions of job losses. That's potentially a really structural change in the way employment works. Um, and we think that because of the potential financial pressure that may put governments under to support the kind of new cohort of under and unemployed people because of generative AI and, and, and the productivity gains that exist with it, um, we think that that may reopen the debate around a universal basic income. Um, obviously, the mechanisms under which that might work is, is a whole nother topic, um, but we think it may reopen the debate because such a structural shift in unemployment um, would be significant. Um, some people have talked about uh, 
and, and suggested potentially taxing uh, companies that use generative AI models or, or potentially some other fee mechanism so that the productivity benefit and the, and the, the cost benefit is much more broadly shared. So it's not just um, a company or the C-suite or something like that benefiting, but it is benefiting society much more broadly. And you know that may play into the universal basic income point as well. We seem to have focused a lot on the risks. What are the positives investors should anticipate arising from generative AI? So the other potential positive is the broad a much more broad societal benefit and um, which which could address some of the the inequality issues that that have been um, building over the past decades so um, th those are um, faster and um, inexpensive access to legal aid and also um, medical services so obviously medical services it would just be advice um, at this stage. Um, well, that's what I can envisage. Uh, but legal advice often is inaccessible for a lot of people. Um, it can be very, very expensive. Uh, but using these tools, you know, w when they are accurate, you can you can receive some good advice from that. So medical advice as well is something that generative AI tools could really help with. Um, certainly, from an inequality perspective, uh, in some instances medical advice is really, really expensive. So it could just reduce the concern around that by providing some um, you know, good kind of basics advice and potentially something more comprehensive in the future. Thanks, Annabelle. And thank you for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub. Tune in again for more investment insights. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content and has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2023. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.